Hello, everyone. Welcome. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you might find yourself listening to this, this is Conservative Mama Podcast, and I am your host, Sarah B., the Conservative Mama. And this is the podcast that's fighting back against all of the liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, everything that the progressive left touches or is. Um, we are always focused on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and of course, now more than ever, freedom. If you're new and you don't know how to get a hold of me, why don't you follow the folks that have been around here for a while and jog on over to the Instagram. You can catch me over there at Lady Devil Dog USMC, as well as my backup account, which I kind of keep active here and there. Um, it's not as active as Lady Devil Dog. But I keep it up just in case the man tries to shut me down. You just never know anymore. I mean, the censorship is wild, right? But if you'd like to email me, you can always email me over at conservativemamapodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate your emails, your DMs, your comments out there. I really, really enjoy that. I love hearing from you guys. Um, please do not think for a moment that... Uh, you know, oh, I want to write to you, but I feel weird. Don't feel weird. Don't feel weird. Um, I'm weird. So <laughs> if you haven't listened to a Friday Funday uh, podcast yet, I promise you, I am weird. If I sound kind of hoarse, it is because um, I have been screaming at children for the last hour, um, but uh, they like it. So I do it. Um, you know, it's the least I can do. Uh, today is September 1st, so that means it was the kids, uh, the 5th and 6th graders' very first soccer game against the other schools. Woo! Um, and so that's why I was screaming at children. I am the assistant coach. The Hubs is the, uh, the main coach. And um, like I said, I enjoy yelling at soccer games I enjoy yelling at children at soccer games. So when they were like, you want an assistant coach? I was like, <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Um, I'm already coaching from the sideline. Put me in. So actually, my husband did the asking. Uh, so, you know, of course. Of course. Hello. <laughs> Have you met me? Yes. Yes. So much yes. Um, so anyway, I got a shout out to the kids. Go Phoenixes. They did very, very well. Um, we have some players that are absolutely outstanding. We actually have one that plays for an international team. Um, one that plays for the Raptors here. She is on the league. Um, and we've had a couple others that are also playing for Raptors, but not as league players, right? Uh, my daughter being one of them. And then we've got some that are absolutely brand new to the game. I mean, this is their first chance at soccer. They are giving it their all. Um, it is, you know, if you haven't played before and it's all very new, um, the kids that have played have a little bit of an advantage. But, um, the, you know, the ones, I the way we paired them up, because, you know, uh, we did a 3-2-3 three, um, lineup so three forwards two midfielders and three defenders um, we tried to pair them up so that uh, they have at least one experienced player uh, with them so if you were a forward hopefully you had uh, another forward so that you could kind of watch and see how that went we really do have a good a good team um, lineup so a good mix I should say and 
you know what? I could see they were getting a little bit disheartened. We had a brand new player. He wanted to be goalie. Um, he's got to learn the box, though, right? Um, he, he doesn't really quite know that he can uh, just pick the ball up. He doesn't, you know, so he's learning. He's getting there, right? And it was game one. So fantastic job uh, to him. He did great, great job. He led a couple of, you know, I think they scored two goals on him, and I could see it was a little bit disheartening. But you know what? The other kids, uh, they really came through for him and helped defend, so that helped him. Um, he got in there. He caught the ball. Um, so, you know, great, great job. Uh, we actually had two goalies who were brand new tonight, never played before. Um, the second goalie uh, was a little bit more natural at it, but, um, you know, hey, everybody's skill level is different. So, um, you know, what can I say? It is, uh, they did a great job all the way around. Um, defenders, they, you know, really were figuring out how to get in there and block. So like I said, they, they, they had a little bit of, uh, a, uh, head start. They got a couple of goals on us, but the kids made them fight for every goal they got. And then they came back to tie four to four. So big shout out to the kids. I am so proud of them. What can I say? Just absolutely absolutely blown away. They did a great job tonight. All right, now, so moving on, um, I think by now everybody has seen the footage and the memes and the, um, the headlines of Joe Biden as he's standing there, uh, I don't want to say welcoming, but, uh, witnessing the procession of the 13 fallen uh, U.S. service people, right? And I, I mean, I think there's 12 Marines and a Navy dock. Um, and if you guys haven't heard from the families, um, you know, you haven't heard their testimonies or read their testimonies, um, meeting Joe Biden was nothing like what they had would have been met with had they been greeted with by Trump. And I, I greeted of course is not the correct term, right? I mean he but you know being present for them. Trump is just a very absolutely different leader and I think we know that not only from his style but for his great love of our military and our police force. I don't think that is in anyone's, I don't think anybody's questioning that. I, even you crazy liberals, I don't think you can question that. I really don't. He has always supported, defended, um, uplifted, and cheered on our military and our uh, police force. Absolutely always. And he's a very different leader. And I think we saw that um, as Joe Biden was caught checking his watch as the caskets are being brought off. I, what was it? I think a C-17. Please forgive me if that's not correct. Um, as these caskets are being brought down, draped in the American flag, and the families are standing by to receive their loved one in this solemn act of honor from the pallbearers and the guard 
to everyone who seemed to be present, except for Joe Biden, who continuously checked his watch. I'm sorry, as president of the United States, do you have somewhere else you need to be? You got something, these 13 individuals lost their lives. I don't think any of them were tw- were 25. I think the oldest couple were 23 years old. That's far too young. That's far too young to lose your life, and especially senselessly because your commander-in-chief is an absolute buffoon. And the same people who are responsible for Benghazi are once again in charge in this administration. I mean, it's the same players, absolutely the same people. How heartbreaking to hear from the parents, to hear their testimony, to, to see how upset they were, not only to receive their children home in these caskets, um, and of course, the widows or the widowers who are being left behind. I believe it's there's one widow. I don't think the others were married. But again, if that's not the case, I apologize. Um, but I, I've only heard of one of them being married, but I could be wrong. I mean, this is the worst. This is the worst. Even if we were going to leave Afghanistan, you know, Trump had an orderly fashion laid out and this was the this is completely antithetical to that this is absolutely the opposite direction and had Trump been in office this wouldn't have happened there's no doubt in my mind that this would have occurred there's no doubt in my mind that this would not have occurred at all and it certainly it certainly would never nothing would have escalated to this point honestly like the Taliban would never have come this close there's no doubt in my mind. And so these 13 lives were lost completely senselessly and specifically because of the failed leadership on the Hill out of D.C. So for Joe Biden to meet the parents with a complete lack of remorse, a complete lack of empathy, a complete lack of compassion, and then to be caught checking his watch. I think it was five different times, maybe more, maybe less. Honestly, one time is enough. I don't know. Maybe he's right, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe this absolutely was executed flawlessly, like he said in his speech yesterday. He got up there and, you know, read the teleprompter just like he was supposed to. I wonder how much medication they gave him so that that he could uh, be coherent enough to read the teleprompter. Um, But maybe this did go off exactly as it had been planned. Did you guys stop and think about that for a moment? I know I did. I know I did. And my husband and I were talking about it here today. Maybe this went off exactly as planned. Maybe he's absolutely not lying about that. Because I fail to understand how it's possible to screw up a country in seven or eight months as badly as he has unless it's by design how on earth do you get to this point unless it's by design how do you get here how do you leave americans behind you took a knee and did a photo op for george floyd a a known criminal who most likely 
died from a fentanyl overdose. An illegal substance, by the way. A man who held a pregnant woman at gunpoint by pointing the gun at her pregnant belly. This is not an upstanding citizen. While I I don't think George Floyd deserved to die, um... The Democrats made a a fantastic show of that, a fantastic display of how much they care. Well, it was an election season, too. So, you know, everybody knows that Democrats only care about brown people every four years. And you know what? Hey, for the the brown folk, (laughs) I can't even believe we're using this term here, but for the folk who actually vote for these jack wagons, you know what? You deserve to get played. You deserve it. You deserve every play they put on you. Every four, you can't figure out every four years that that's when they, they give a crap. Democrat-run cities, minority families, minorities in general, do far worse economically than their counterparts. Look it up. Statistically, they do worse. They do not fare better. Anywhere where Democrats are in charge, minorities do not thrive under their leadership. They just don't. So maybe this did go off absolutely flawlessly. Maybe the whole point of this was to be such a Charlie Foxtrot and be so awful and so horrific because the entire point is to take down the United States of America. The whole point. You will never convince me that Democrats are pro-America. You will never convince me. After the 2016 election, and, you know, and I have to say after 2016 because, you know, that is really when I started to pay a lot of attention be- before. Here, my, my intern is down here. I've got the little black and white kitten, but here comes um, my dog. <laughs> His jingly collars on him tonight. Anyway. I didn't pay a lot of attention, and I should have. I should have. As a voting age adult, I should have paid a lot more attention um, than I did, and regrettably, I didn't. But I think a lot of us came into politics or came into any of this um, round about 2016. We really started to see how awful the Democrat Party really was as a whole. As a whole. I'm not saying Democrats, you know, like your neighbors are, are awful people. I'm not saying that. I'm a, they might be very much misguided, but I'm not saying that they're awful people. Um, but on the whole, the DNC is nothing shy of demonic. I, I, I'm not going to, I don't know any other way to put it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't. I don't know how you can be so anti-America so hell-bent on destroying communities and destroying this country um, and call yourself pro-America. You, you just, you can't. You can't. So maybe Joe Biden wasn't lying in his teleprompter speech yesterday when he said this was flawless and it, it was executed exactly as planned. Maybe it was because the entire point is to weaken America to the point where our enemies can attack us. Which is a really great segue into the headline on One America News Network here uh, tonight. 
um, where Saki says, you know, hilariously, and, and I don't mean hilarious like, ha ha, you know, isn't that a funny joke? You know, she's, you know, the next Jim Gaffigan only with hair. Um, but hilariously, because they have no self-awareness. So the headline quite simply reads, no evidence ISIS-K. Boy, they really love strapping a, a variant on things, don't they? Now, ISIS-K, is that is that different than regular ISIS? Is that like, is this like the Diet Coke of ISIS or is this like, you know, the Jack and Coke? Like, what are we talking about here? Because ISIS was pretty serious. And then they vanished off the planet when Trump dropped a Moab on them. But suddenly they're back. So great, you know. But again, Biden's got some experience building that army, don't you think? Um, so anyway, yeah, they really love these variants. What is ISIS-K? I don't get it. I mean, is that like the Delta variant of covid ISIS, this is the Delta variant of, of ISIS. It's a K, though, so I don't know. I don't know what the Greek letter for that would be. Anyway, it says, no evidence ISIS-K Taliban can attack U.S. homeland. No evidence? Really? Really? <laughs> really? I thought Al-Qaeda attacked us on our homeland. You didn't have any evidence of that, you know, I mean, before it happened, right? I mean, the FBI totally dropped the ball. I'm old enough to remember that there were many phone calls that went to the FBI from the uh, the um, uh, flight school out of Florida that said, hey, look, we've got these uh, Middle Eastern males who are learning to fly big airliner jets and are not interested in landing, which, you know, would seem like a huge red flag. Like, the reddest of the red flags, that would probably be it. Not just because they're Middle Eastern. Anybody, anybody who's like, yeah, you know what, I'd really like to do. I'd like to go to flight school, specifically to fly, you know, like big commercial airliners, 747, 7, you know, I don't know. Anything with a 7, right? Like 747, yeah, that'd be great. Super bus, something, whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm not that interested in landing. You know you can't stay up there forever, right? No, I don't intend to. What? Yeah, I would think anybody who said, nah, I'm good. Yeah, you didn't really nail that landing, sir. Maybe you should try again. Nah, I'm all right. I feel like that would set off a flag for anybody. I don't care if you're from the Middle East or you're from, you know, a Lilliputian island. I don't care just feel like that would be like, ah, that seems sketchy. But, uh, you know, nope, they didn't seem to catch that. And uh, we all know what happened. So yeah, so hilariously, Saki is covering up, you know, for Biden. There's no evidence ISIS-K, the Taliban, can attack U.S. homeland. I think they she means and or, right? Because it's just separated by a comma. Can attack U.S. homeland. Really? Really? Our border is wide open, so there, you know, nothing stopping them for just walking across, right? I mean, we can't bring Christians into this country as refugees. We certainly don't want those people, but we can absolutely take you if you're a cartel walking across the border to our south. We don't care. That's totally okay. In fact, we'll bus you further into the country. Hey, COVID be damned. Yeah, that, I mean, we left planes 
I think I saw there was C-130s left. Of course, we know about the Blackhawks. And you remember, what, I say this is hilarious because they had, you know, Joe Biden was like, yeah, you know, they're not going to take over the country. No way. We got 300,000 Afghani troops like, nah, nah, they're well armed. The Afghani troops are well armed. They're not going to take over the country. There's only 75,000 Taliban. Nah, they're not going to take over. <gasps> they took over in like seven days. Kabul was done. Over. Fin. Done. Hmm. Probably even less than that, if you really want to think about it. They had been marching through Afghanistan since the spring. <laughs> There's no evidence. Nah. And then they were like, well, you know, we left the helicopters and stuff. Nah, you know, they're, they're not going to learn to fly. <gasps> they're flying. Boy, that didn't take long. Honestly, I thought it would take a little bit longer than it did. But already they were hanging people out of the Blackhawks, which, you know, I guess horrifyingly props to creativity. What the hell? But nah, nah, nah. Yeah, there's no evidence that they'll bring it here. <laughs> you really want Americans? You want Americans who still remember 9-11 because we weren't in uh, preschool? You want us to uh, forget that happened? You want us to forget about, like, they struck us right here. It was the worst thing that had happened since uh, Pearl Harbor. You want us to just go, yeah, you know, that didn't happen. It was like, you know... 21 years ago, man. Just 20 years ago. Learn to math. Okay. <sighs> yeah, so, I mean, what are you going to do? What the hell are you going to do? What do you think? So anyway, let's read it. Because, you know, she's an idiot. White House press secretary, who should really be removed of her duties, Jen Psaki, said there was no evidence ISIS-K in the Taliban. ISIS-K, you know what? I can't get off this. I really can't. ISIS-K sounds like the Wish version of a boy band, doesn't it? Like, oh, you know, what are those crazy K-pop groups that come out of, um, I don't even know. Is it Korea? Is it Japan? I don't even know. I don't follow K-pop. But ISIS-K, is that like the Middle East K-pop? ISIS-K? Oh, look at you guys. You're all androgynous. ISIS-K, and you know what? I'm really offending somebody because they're like, I, I like K-pop. Our music's catchy. ISIS-K and the Taliban had the capabilities to attack the U.S. homeland. She made these comments during a press briefing on Monday. Wow. Saki added, the intelligence community would continue to assess the capability of those terrorist groups. You know, that's surprising. I thought the intelligence community could not figure out how many Americans were left behind the wall. Hmm. So let me get this straight. The intelligence community doesn't know how many Americans were willingly left behind. The same intelligence community that apparently did not advise Biden's administration to blow up the aircraft, maybe don't leave the materials and the war dogs and all this other crap behind. You know, I, you mean that intelligence agency? You mean the same intelligence agency who might be relabeling American patriots as terrorists? The same intelligence agencies that are super excited to investigate American patriots uh, for their January 6th uh, trip to Washington, D.C. They don't even have to be part of the insurrection. Everybody's getting questioned. Um, 
but can't be bothered to look into Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the summer of violence? You mean that intelligence community? Or would it be the intelligence community that helped push the four or three years of Russia hoax narrative? Would it be that intelligence agency? Like, which intelligence agencies are we talking about? I think the code word there is intelligence. Keyword. Maybe it's code word. The key word there that everybody should pay attention to is intelligence because there seems to be a serious lack of it. So the intelligence agency would continue to assess the capability of those terrorist groups. Really? From where? (laughs) From where? All of our allies are about to be dead. Remember? Some of you guys uh, turned over the list of names to the Taliban. Well, we got to trust the Taliban to uh, let people through. (laughs) Maybe they'll just go door to door and find them for us. Yeah, I'm sure that's what they're doing. Quote, we have not assessed that any group on the ground, whether it's ISIS-K, oh my Lord, we're never going to leave this, ISIS-K or the Taliban has the ability to attack the United States. Well, you know what? Hilariously, Jen, before just a few days ago, they probably didn't. But then we left all the weapons and the helicopters and the C-130s. And, uh, you know, now they have both um, means and motive. Hey, great job, though. She added, we clearly need to ensure that remains the case. Really? You know how you would ensure that? By maybe not leaving $83 billion worth of weaponry there for them to get. Hey, free stuff. I mean, could you get less self-aware? You know, you think that Jen Psaki somewhere in her mind has to wake up every morning and go, I am not reading this shit. I am not reading this. This is, this is so beyond dumb. I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it. And somebody's like, Jen, if you want to keep your job, She's like, is it worth it, though? I look like an idiot. They're like, yeah, well, you know, better you than Biden. And then she just stares at them. Let's be honest. Uh, she she doesn't recognize that. Like, they're all in on this guy. They are all in for Biden. They don't see what he did wrong. I think, you know, even though they do see, they see it, they just don't care. They absolutely don't care. They don't care. Um, and it's sickening. And you know how you know they don't care? Nancy Pelosi refused to allow a moment for the 13 names of the fallen to be read. She refused to have that moment of silence, that moment of recognition for the 13 fallen soldiers. They care so much about America, they had to ramrod that stupid infrastructure bill through. And don't forget, we had 19 of our GOP sign off on that jam. We'll be paying for that for the rest of our lives and our children's lives and our grandchildren's lives and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. She cares so much about America. She absolutely financially sunk us. Yeah. And it's her, ladies and gentlemen. She's the one who pushed it through. Great job, Nance. Lay off the martinis, you cockeyed coon. Anyway, that's racial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? So anyway, she's sitting there and she won't allow 
the 13 names to be read. She won't allow them to be read. Why do you think that is? It's because she cares so much? It's not. It isn't. It's hurtful. It's disrespectful. It For the woman who could take a knee for George Floyd, a man who wasn't doing anything to serve his country, he wasn't doing anything honorable, he wasn't doing anything legal, honestly. Not that he deserved to die either, but they made a big deal out of it. Gold casket, something like $2 million dollars. Two funerals during COVID. <gasps> Pandemic. Yeah, I, there isn't even words. Honestly, the GOP should have just said, you know what, we're, we're, we are reading them anyway. We're reading them anyway. And each one of them get up and, and read the names. Start off whatever you're going to say with the 13 names, read them off, read them off until they're sick of hearing them. It's just, it's unbelievable. You can have, mo- you can have these photo ops for George Floyd. You can go to his funeral. You can make a big stink. You can even encourage the riots that, that came afterwards. Encourage it, Kamala Harris. You can even encourage that. But the names of these 13 you couldn't you couldn't read aloud shame on you now if i were the secret service or if i were the marine guard or if i were the the dcpd um i think collectively you shouldn't show up to work all of you just don't just don't what are they going to charge you with dereliction of duty i mean I, I guess no one is getting charged with anything like that because there's plenty of it to go around So why show up? These people don't appreciate you. They don't appreciate you. Why show up? Why show up? What are you protecting them for? You know, they they don't want walls for the nation, but they certainly live behind walls. Isn't that weird? I thought walls didn't work. Then why do you live behind them? I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, if they are absolutely not the party of demonics uh, I'll eat my hat I just they you know the Nancy Pelosi says she's catholic she's pro abortion won't read the names of the 13 fallen won't do it sinks this nation every chance she gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into debt willingly she knows what she's doing she's not an idiot she's she's absolutely nutty but she's not an idiot Joe Biden, also a Catholic. Oh, he goes to church. Yeah, he shouldn't. They should excommunicate him on the spot. Boom, done. Yeah, but here we are. Here we are. It's very, very frustrating. I feel really bad because I know some of you are going to be like, that was a racial slur. She said, Coon. I did not say it as a racial slur. Okay, some of you are liberals I'm talking to you my my audience is smarter than that but I feel kind of bad because I'm referring to Nancy Pelosi and her raccoon eyes 
because she's constantly drunk and her dentures don't seem to fit. But maybe if you were sober and uh, your dentist could get in your mouth, their crazy one, you could get a pair that actually works for you. That's where it came from. But, you know, libs, they listen. They're like, oh, my gosh, she's racist. Yeah, I'm a giant racist. What can I say? Oh, so stupid. Libs, honestly, could you stop being dumb for like 15 minutes, please, and give the rest of us a break? Our brains are tired of you. Our bodies are sick of you. And honestly, most of America hates you. You know, they used to serve a purpose. We've talked about this. Liberals used to serve a purpose. You look at Bill Mayer. He's liberal in the truest sense of the word. He hammers it home. He's, you know, he, he, look, free speech. Hey, he's all about it. And as well, he should be. You know, liberals actually used to be useful. But now most of them are just leftists. So, yeah, I don't know. So ladies and gentlemen, I know I was heated on Monday. I'm still upset today. I don't think the upset is going to go away. Um, and I don't think it should anytime soon. I really don't. But I also want you to know that even as mad as I was on Monday, even as angry and hurt as I am today, um, I still pray that that things can turn around, that things can change. I am praying hard for the people in Afghanistan. I am praying hard for the people uh, here for the lawmakers and the leaders who are trying to do something. I'm praying for the veterans who are uh, getting together through Operation Pineapple and, and other things that are trying to get to Afghanistan to, they themselves are going in to rescue people because our administration fails to do so. You know, you look at these other agencies that are also trying to go in. Um, I think the Nazarene Fund is one. You know, but you've got other agencies that are trying to go in and and rescue American citizens. Now, of course, you read that there's some 29 uh, students from Sacramento left there. Um, you know, why they're there, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why they're there. I haven't looked into it, but um, they're there. I saw uh, something, you know, there, there's a three-year-old boy who was stranded. So this is all on Joe Biden, absolutely. But it's not just him. It's the whole administration. It's Nancy Pelosi. It is every single person who voted for this idiot. Every single person gets to have a slice of that pie. Every single person, because the rest of us tried to warn you. We told you this was coming. We told you this would happen. And I love the the tweet that is flying around that said, you know, Joe Biden is exactly what you liberals accuse Trump of being. He is exactly what you liberals accuse Trump of being. And now, you know what? Look, I'm sorry. You got buyer's remorse? Tough. Tough. You got played. So now you get to feel stupid twice. You got played. And now the blood of these individuals and everybody who will die is on your hands too. You could have, you could have listened but that's the problem. You don't want to listen. You didn't want to hear other people's sides. You wanted to scream at us and shout us down and call us racist for everything. Conservatives aren't racists. They might not have the best uh, PR team. We've got a great message. Lousy PR team. 
We're not racists. We believe in school choice. There's nothing more racist than taking that away. We believe everybody should have, you know, the ability to start at the same starting block. We don't believe in the outcome equality. We, we, you know, you get to the finish line. If you win, you win. And if you don't, you don't. We're not racist. We absolutely love to see other Americans, black, white, brown, pink, yellow, blue, who cares, winning at the American dream. We love it. We are not racist. We love our immigrants so long as they come over here legally, so long as they do it the right way, so long as they want to be here and we don't just bust them in because, you know, we think that they should be here so we can fill them up into the swing states and then everybody will vote Democrat forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Don't worry, we pretty much won't need to vote ever again if they continue to go down the path that they've they've set forth. Won't matter. We have great messages. Just lousy PR team. Conservatives aren't the racists. We're not the ones who seek to destroy. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, just make sure that you are praying. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. It is a lot. One prayer can change everything. One prayer can change everything. Millions of prayers can change everything. I don't know why this situation is playing out, except that, you know, God wins in the end. He doesn't ever promise that we're all going to get to the end in physical form. You know, he doesn't say, hey, you're all going to walk across that finish line. You know, you're going across unscathed. We might lose our bodies, but it's our souls that we need to be worried about and be thinking about. And we need to be praying for our world leaders that they have that come to Jesus moment and they turn this ship around. Pray for the conversion of Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi to wake up and truly be Catholic and not this satanic, demonic thing that they are. We should be praying hard, and I do, despite the disdain that I have and the hatred that I feel. We should also be praying for one another, especially for the vets. Not just, I'm not saying that because I am one, but there are a lot of vets out there who are really suffering. And think about the men and women who are coming back right now, who were over there when that bomb went off. Think about the men and women who have left those people, those children, those families behind, those dogs. If you don't like people, think about the dogs. You know, make sure you're saying your prayers because every prayer counts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are halfway to Friday. I don't know about you, but I am ready. I am ready. Uh, So I got to find some topic or something that will lighten us up for Friday fun day. But um, I don't know. I'm going to have to do it early because we've got a cookout planned for that evening. And I have a feeling it's going to be a little bit ruckus. We're getting some uh, vets together. So you know how it goes. Unless you're not a vet and then you don't know, but I can tell you. It's often shenanigans and ruckus. Okay. 
So, as always, stay deplorable, patriots. Make sure you are saying your prayers. Say a lot of prayers. There's a lot of people in need right now. Right now. Say prayers for the ones you know and say prayers for the ones that you don't know. All right. Love and God bless. And I will talk to you guys again on Friday. Yeah.